welcome to Dynamics Corner. This is Chris. And this is Brad. Welcome to this episode. This episode is recorded on September 8th, 2022. What up? Chris, Chris, Chris. What up, nice man? Nice to see you again. It's, guys, it's good to see you, man. It's, you know, uh, I will say, what, we missed a day. There's <laughs> been a lot going on. So we typically, what, record these a couple of days ago. But um, does anyone really care when uh, we record them? I think I so. Think so. We usually, our episodes, our, our episodes usually gets released Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, you sure? Yeah, or except Tuesday. In Friday, Tuesday. Well, no, it's Wednesday, Wednesday morning and Friday morning. <laughs> but it doesn't matter sure? as long as they're listening it, to us. So it, yes, yes, and we can release them whenever, whenever, whenever. Yep. No, I, I'm so. good with that. So, hey, man. So in the past couple of weeks as well, and at least the past week or two, we we found that um, Business Central um, preview version twenty one. 2022 wave two release um, for version 2022, 2022 wave two, wave two preview release. was released. Yes. <laughs> so I actually have a container here with the, the preview installed. But I think something that I wanted to mention or discuss today goes back long before the preview. It goes back to the, you know, what I call the invention of time because you could do this back. In, in versions that predate 2009, but I have received some questions on how you can filter records ah. from a particular uh, user. Yeah. So, you, you know what's crazy about that, really quick, too, is that a lot of times when, you know, whether a user is brand new to Business Central, they think that the only option you have. It's whatever's outside out the box. There's a lot of things you can do with the with the filters of the permission. So I'm I'm glad you're bringing this up because I think this is going to be very helpful. Yes, and over the years, to be honest with you, I've seen a number of modifications that people have made to filter. Yeah, you know, behind pages or the like. So as you know, what we'll do is we'll get started in here. As you know, that the permission sets are what govern the access to the uh, data or the objects within Business Central. So what I have set up here is I have set up a filter set or a, a permission set that I call filter that we can assign to a user. So what I'll do is if I click on this filter, if I go into the permissions and I want to edit this permission set, what I want to do for this demonstration, and I wrote about this recently as well, is filter this particular uh, permission set so that in the customer uh, records, they can only see, sorry, I got delayed there for a little bit. They can only see a specific set of customers. So what I have done here is I went into the permission set, as you can see, I selected the row, which is the table data for the customer record, which is table 18. Uh, I can't wait till they get rid of the table numbers, or I hope they do. I keep saying they're going to, but I hope they do. No, man, that's uh, that's like almost muscle memory for those. <laughs> it is a lot of them. I remember. So it's so what I'll do is I'll select the field. In this case, I want to you know filter on the salesperson. You can scroll through the list. You know, you can also if you know the number, you can do it. You can also search for it. So the salesperson code, I'll enter salesperson code. You know, filter for the field J O, which is one of my you know 
favorite customers to filter for. And you can enter any filter in this field, but you cannot use wildcards. You can't use an asterisk or a question mark. So, but you can use normal filter syntax. So you can do, you know, the ands, the ors, um, and the like, even the range. So I'll close this. So now my filter set is now, excuse me, my permission set is going to have the security filter for the salesperson, J-O. So now I have this closed. So now if you go back to my customer list, you can see in my particular customer list for this container, I have five customers and the salesperson code J-O is used on three of them. So what I'll do right now is I'm going to actually add a new user to my container. We'll do this rather quickly uh, with PowerShell into the container. And, and now that we have our user created, I can go back into my business central and log in as that user. And now when I go over and take a look at my customers, you can see that I only have the three customers listed that have the salesperson code, J-O. J-O, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. Yes. So you can set the filter on any table that's within the system so that the data can be limited and it will filter the data as you look at it. Again, you know, with anything, depending upon, you know, the amount of data or what you're filtering, you know, you could have some considerations to take in there. Um, when you're working with the filtering, one thing to note that even from the programmatic point of view, um, you know, depending upon how the code processes the security filter setting, you may run into an issue because if somebody tries to access a record, you know, that doesn't exist, you could get an error or there may be some tables that you need to have full access to all of the records, such as maybe like the customer ledger entry table so that you can get the next entry number in the table for doing the insertion. So there are some considerations that are made uh, from the development point of view that when you're working on the security settings, there's a couple of different options. There's a security filter option. So in the program, so when you're looking at the security, and I wrote about this too. So when you're work, looking at the security filter, if you're looking at the filtered set of records, you'll only be able to see those um, records. The ignored option for the security filter will allow the customer, excuse me, not the customer, that's the table we're working on, will allow the user programmatically to see all of the records and that you know the use case for that is like i had stated where there may be a table that you need to see all of the records to get a particular piece of information out of it and you're doing that programmatically so the user doesn't have direct visibility to it but systemically uh, they have access to it so that you can continue the processing the default is filtered by the way on you know code processing and you would set it here as you can see you'd set it to the uh, the, the record and validated um, would, you know, in any time somebody tries to access a record that's outside of the filter, they'll get an error. Filtered will only give you, as I had mentioned, the list of the records that are in there. So that right there, you can see how you can easily limit what data a user can see within the system. In this case, I filtered it on the particular salesperson. You could take that and expand it into the sales orders or other types of documents for that person. And that would go throughout the system. So now that we had mentioned that 
the preview is available, there's a couple of things that I wanted to mention to you uh, about the preview that I thought um, you would find exciting. Um, What's that? Now we're talking about the preview. I thought it'd be interesting to mention a few things about the preview. Uh, one thing that I wanted to point out, we actually spoke about this the other day. You demonstrated how <laughs> to... Uh, were, they, were they listening to us? They must have been listening to this podcast. <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. Uh, you know, No secrets here. The company badge, you had mentioned that the company badge had a limit of four characters. Yeah, you got to click on uh, company badge, none to custom. Yeah. Sorry, I got sidetracked. So we're going to set it to custom. And then here now you can see that the company badge is now set to six characters. So now, you know, previously we had the four character limit. They upgraded it to six. <laughs> I don't know why they chose six, but it's interesting. So now if I go back, uh, the page will refresh. If I can add can something actually... really quick. So I know we, in the past we we're talking about, you know, having four characters, originally four characters with prod and UIT and test. But I, I, I wanted to expand a little bit about, uh, you know, upon that set. You, it's not just as in system indicator, which I remember, by the way, now it's called, it was originally called system indicator for the four characters to define or indicate that if it's a prod or test. But what I've also seen it used uh, is... If, if, especially if you have multiple companies, right? And, you know, knowing which company you're on is, I mean, even though it's like on your top left-hand corner, but it's a good color, eye-catching color as well for you to see, oh, okay, I'm in, you know, green or blue, um, you know, Cron, US, right? Uh, company. So it's a good indicator, uh, not just if it's in production or UAT and test. So I wanted to so, throw that out there. No, no, I appreciate that. So now you're taking a look at my screen, and you can see that now I have my uh, badge, but now it's like in this itty-bitty box. Like before, <laughs> it used to be up. Right, it's so now out. it's up in the app bar. So now it's, you know, I have my six characters, but I think I need to wear glasses to see it. But along with this, if you notice, I also have the environment, and it tells you which environment I'm in. Mm -hmm. You can actually click this, and now, based upon what user I am, I can switch between not only environments, so these are the names of my environments. I have a sandbox, I have a, a production in the sandbox, but which company in each of those environments, and the company badge will show up on each of those as well. So now, a user can easily choose between companies within a particular environment or cross over into other environments if they need to view or process individual pieces of data. See, that's something else that I think we spoke about previously is it used to be a little bit easier in the uh, role-tailored client to switch yeah. companies. No, that's fun, so, man. It is, it is. It's exciting. And one other thing to note uh, with the preview there are a number of development enhancements that they've added to uh, the development environment. As you can see here, I installed the preview development environment for AL, so I'm running version 10, which is for the 
2022 release wave two. So if I go back and I take a look at my launch settings, you can see that there is a new parameter called startup company. So when you're working and developing and you need to publish your extension for testing to an individual environment, before you would have to change which company you wanted to open up Mm -hmm. after if you are opening up a company if you want to start up in it makes things a little bit easier for a user another thing that since we were talking about permissions that they've added the permission set object uh, permission sets or permissions used to be data stored and they had planned and they've announced that they're going to you know remove that option for the permission set object so what they've added also before you used to be able to generate your permission sets, mm -hmm. you know, from your Visual Studio Code command line, not just filter it. What they did is they changed those commands. So now you have al generate permission set as al object, which now will create an create or allow you to update an object. You can see I have one over here in my list. And I'll show you in a moment. Or if you want to still use the uh, XML data type for the permission set while that's available, you can do that. So if I click on this permission set as AL, I can choose to generate a new or update an existing permission set object. So if I create a new one, it will prompt me for a name. It will add that permission set object. And what it will do, it will add the objects that are within my project into this object file. It's a mouthful. <laughs> it is it is but this and is I good think, it's simple you know it is it's nice to get in here and i spend some time on the weekends in the evenings you know to to get a break it's one thing that i found interesting you know when you do this all day long when you work with uh, the you know division of the application it's nice to for other people it's nice to get some time to experiment and work with it on your own when there's not as much pressure so i think one thing we should do and maybe i'll, I'll do that for one of our future recordings is walk through the steps of how to set up a development environment for the preview now that it's out. So it was released last week at the time of this recording and the final, you know, public release will be, you know, sometime in October. So if we cover that soon, then that will at least give everybody in the development world, you know, access to that preview environment for development as well as you know, any users that want to work with the preview environment. Yeah, no, that's good. There's a lot of quick tips here, man. It's uh, all still under 30 minutes. So that's amazing. <laughs> no, it is. It is. And that's the, that's our goal, to try to just get out as much information about Business Central as possible. And if anybody has any questions, you know, you always uh, reference how people can reach us. Or if anybody has any ideas or comments, I'm always interested in hearing them as well. I agree. So yeah, check out, check us out, uh, mattolino.io and as well as developerlife.com. So any collaboration, we're always open to that as well. So thanks, Brad, for uh, showing this uh, quick tips. Very easy. You both covered uh, functionality component as well as developers. I'm sure we have listeners that are doing both or maybe just doing functional, or maybe just doing development. Uh, this is good information that you are putting out. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate uh, all the time that we spend to talk about Business Central. <laughs> same, same. So, all right. 
Thanks, Brad, for showing this uh, quick tips. Again, uh, you know, we're continuing to put that put out these contents over uh, both on our YouTube channel. You can find us at Dynamics Corner. That link is also be- below if you're listening to this podcast. And of course, you want to follow along. Uh, you can subscribe to our Dynamics Corner YouTube channel and vice versa as well. So thanks, Brad, for your time today. And thank you for all the listeners all across the world. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next time.